Hi everyone and welcome to a video about what happened in 2022 in the world of open source silicon and looking forward to some of the things that I'm expecting to see in 2023. Most of the stuff that I'm going to be focusing on is what I've been involved in but I am going to be mentioning other people's projects as well. So probably the biggest news for me of 2022 was getting my first ever ASIC back so that was MPW1 and I had these great uh, epoxy dies made still not sure what I'm going to do with them I've got about a hundred of them and of course I've got my clock on my desk keeping time which is super awesome to have that reminding me of that achievement it wasn't all roses as a lot of you know we had a lot of problems with the timing and difficulties bringing up mpw1 and unfortunately that's also making it hard to bring up mpw2 3 and 4 so I do have mpw2 received recently as well and that is ongoing in my efforts to get that working. I made my 19th tape out in 2022. So that's pretty amazing to go from naught to 19 tape outs. Most of those were for projects that involved other people. So we did uh, eight tape outs over the two years for the zero to ASIC course, but then we also did things like tiny tape out and other collaborations. So I think one of my favorite tape outs of 2022 was MPW6, and that's because I did a collaboration with Teo instrumenting his hardware adder topology to measure which ones are fastest. I also started a new um, hashtag called open source ASIC highlight. So you should be able to search for that on Twitter and LinkedIn. Started that relatively recently, but you can also see these are my top picks of the tape outs we've had so far. Some really excellent projects are coming through on the open source MBWs. Of course, a massive highlight for me was Tiny Tape Out, which was kind of an idea that I thought was probably going to be uh, interesting and maybe a bit popular, but I wasn't expecting such a great response from the community. So I want to say thanks to everyone who was involved in that for getting involved. We did a free version, a trial version, Tiny Tape Out 1, that was submitted to MBW7. And I did actually just get news that that was accepted onto the shuttle. And then we did a paid version, Tiny Tape Out 2, which went onto the last Chip Ignite shuttle from eFabulous. That was at the end of 22. And I made this um, printable data sheet uh, with all everyone's designs in them. Um, you can check this out on the website. We've also got a web version on there as well. And it's going to be so great getting those chips back sometime in 2023, putting them on the PCBs and sending them out to everyone. And I'll talk more about my plans for Tiny Tape Out in the second part of this video. The course has continued to be growing well and we got our 280F person signing up in 2022. We taped out on all of the open source MPW shuttle runs and I've updated the course for MPW 5, 7 and 8 to keep it up to date with the latest things. Another highlight for me was going to LA and meeting up with the Supercon crew. I did my first Supercon presentation. I'd done two Remoticon presentations, but that was my first live one. And it was really great, even though I was so jet lagged. And also I finally got to meet an, a hero, Sam Zalouf, and gave him one of my cool hats. And in that presentation, I also introduced SillyWiz. SillyWiz! Which is going to be a companion to Tiny Tape Out to help people understand more about how analog layout works. The YouTube channel has continued to grow. We've had 82,000 views now, and we've got two and a half thousand more people subscribed in 2022. And I've really enjoyed making some of the videos. My top highlights were the video I made about my first chip being alive. 
the one about how flip-flop works with the interactive meta-stability demo and the one inviting people to take part in Tiny Tapeout. In terms of social media, my top tweets have been the VGA clock, uh, my living in a world tweet where I got my daughter to take part in Tiny Tapeout 1 and the close of Tiny Tapeout 2 where we presented the datasheet with everyone's designs. And the hashtag Tiny Tapeout went really well and there's loads of great content on social media if you search for hashtag Tiny Tapeout. It's also worth mentioning that I've started a Mastodon account so you can follow me there at Matthew Venn, the same as the Twitter handle. I've received a little bit of criticism over the last couple of years about people not really knowing who I'm working for, my working situation is too complicated, and I just want to make it really clear uh, in this little segment here. So I do work for Yosis HQ, I do work for eFabless, I'm a co-founder for Chipflow, which is a startup in the open source silicon world, and I run the Zero to Asic course and Tiny Tape Belt. So I understand it's a lot of things to take in and uh, it can be a bit complicated, but I've had many years of being self-employed and I'm used to working in lots of different teams. And for me, it's something that I like to do. It's natural and I plan to keep on doing it. So just to say a few words about each of these different things that I'm involved in. Yosis HQ is the home of open source synthesis tools and also formal verification tools. And they're a really key part of the ecosystem in the world of open source silicon and FPGAs. And with them, I do work like um, training, I do marketing work, um, I do sales work. And I'm also very interested to hear if people want to do work for us or if they want to sponsor us. Um, so we had a really uh, generous sponsor last year, Molvad, who have helped us continue our work. So get in touch if you want to learn how to sponsor Yosis HQ. I do community management and help eFabless with their communication side. I'm always on the open source silicon Slack there, helping out with questions, answering questions, running open source office hours, answering questions and helping people get to tape out. Chipflow is a new startup and we just released a new tutorial, our, our first tutorial on building an SOC with Amaranth. And we're going to be moving on to the silicon side of things soon. So check out the website if you want to learn more. And I'm going to be working on the um, community and communication side for Chipflow. We're still working out exactly what we're doing, but I think a really good way of summarizing it is to say that all the founders believe that in 10 years, there's going to be 10 times more people designing chips. So what are the kinds of tools and environments that they're going to need to make that possible? And then, of course, there's the Zero to Asic course and Tiny Tape Out, which are both uh, ideas of mine. And they're about helping people get to their first tape out and lowering the barrier to entry for ASIC design. And one clarification I want to make is that there's another company called Zero ASIC run by Andreas Olofsson. And right at the beginning, when I started my course, I called it um, just Zero to ASIC. And we had a conversation and I agreed to change the name of my course so that it was Zero to ASIC course to make things a little bit separate to Zero ASIC. Um, so we are different and I know that has caused some confusion. So apologies for that. If you've been confused, do go and check out Zero ASIC and especially they've got a great um, Verilog to GDS flow called Silicon Compiler. So let's talk about my aims for 2023. I want to continue focusing on open source EDA for ASICs and FPGAs. 
I want to do my first tape out on a European open source PDK and that should be coming from IHP soon. So keep tuned for that. I really want to get more of the chips working. So I'm working on MPW2 now, but we're expecting to receive MPW3, 4 and 5 in the coming months. And hopefully as my skills grow with getting past the difficulties and learning how to do it, we'll start getting the chips out to all the people that put their designs on. I want to do my first analog design, so I've got to learn how to do that. And then I'll probably put together some documentation. I've certainly had enough people asking me for more analog content for the course. Talking of course updates, I definitely want to add some information on how to do timing closure. And this is something that the open source community is going to have to learn more about how to do it and how to use the tools, how to write timing constraints and so forth. And there's really not that much out there. So that's something that I look forward to contributing in 2023. I'm super excited to do a bit of a European tour. I'm going to visit IHP and do a tour of their foundry and make a video about it. So I'll be releasing some videos about what actually happens after we've sent the files to a foundry, how those get turned into the wafers. I'm also going to be meeting up with Thomas Iducas at the Zurich Beamline, and we're going to do X-ray tomography of the MPW1 chips. So I'm looking forward to seeing some 3D uh, zoomable, rotatable, internals of the MPW1 designs that I taped out a couple years ago. We're going to be running tiny tape out three, four, five, and six, and we're going to be making some big improvements to those. So thanks to the community there, we've um, started working on a new way of multiplexing, and that should give us more IOs and faster IOs as well. And talking of tiny tape out, I'm keen to start working with more universities and get more people involved in that project. A goal I've got for the end of 2023 is hopefully we're going to have the Sky 90 process running. So I'll do my first 90 nanometer tape out. And I think a good goal to aim for is to try to get another thousand designs taped out, which obviously won't be mine, but that's one of the things that I'm hoping to enable through Tiny Tape Out. So if we run four Tiny Tape Outs during 2023, if I can get 250 designs on each one, that will be another thousand designs taped out. And another thing I want to work on in 2023 is making the Zero to ASIC course more accessible. So more about that in a minute. So now I just want to talk a little bit about my thoughts about what's happening in the world of open source silicon and silicon in general. I think one of the things that a lot of people don't want to really admit is that Moore's law is ending or slowing down. And because that is going to have such huge ramifications into many industries that kind of have built on this dependency that every year things are going to get faster and smaller. And now we see that it takes ever more amounts of money and time to get a higher density or faster transistors. And it may well be that we're entering a slowdown period where people have to further think out of the box to keep making progress. Or we might just have to accept that we need to get better at writing software and make things more efficient and not continue to chase the latest fancy graphics and fancy animations. Now, I think there's still plenty of room for innovation. We've seen lots of innovation in the past. There's no reason to think there's not that innovation is going to stop. Just it may be harder, it might take longer, and we're going to have to branch out and explore more things. So things like advanced packaging and chiplets and what is going to be enabled by the open source tools. So I think maybe we've reached an endpoint with um, general purpose CPUs. Yes, they're still going to be important in your phone and your computer. But if you really want the best uh, performance, you can't rely on keep on getting double the number of transistors every 18 months. So maybe we're going to have a time where we need to be able to define a specific 
application-specific accelerator for tasks that do need acceleration. And that is going to be a time where we're going to get 10 times as many chip designers in the industry as there was before. And I think that that is something where the open source tools can really come into play. I think it's also crazy that semiconductors are really the kind of world-defining technology for the 21st century. And yet so few people have access to designing and to having semiconductors manufactured. Even people in the industry don't get to make what they want to make because they can't afford it. They're working in a company and they're making what they're told to make. So we really have seen a bit of a revolution in the last couple of years where people are able to come up with a design and make it and have it fabricated of, and they're driving it themselves. It's not like this huge monolithic company pouring millions of billions of dollars into the next chip design. And I think as we open up this arena and get more people in, we'll naturally see more creativity and more problem solving. And as the barriers to entry go low, we'll get more people that haven't had the opportunity to be involved. So I like these quotes from, I'm just gonna read them off the screen here. Um, I am somehow less interested in the weight and convolutions of Einstein's brain than in the near certainty that people of equal talent have lived and died in cotton fields and sweatshops. Um, from Jay Gould. And another one from Mark Twain, thousands of geniuses live and die undiscovered either by themselves or by others. We've had this time where only the rich Western companies are able to be able to do chip design. And I think we're coming into a, a time where really the barrier to entry is getting lower and more and more people can be involved. And I really look forward to seeing what kinds of things people come up with. You know, in the West, we kind of have this progression of technology and you see in other countries, they're able to completely leapfrog whole technologies. For example, um, skipping out on wired telephone lines and going straight to mobile. Maybe something that will happen is people will skip out PCB design and go straight into integrating everything into an ASIC. So I mentioned that I wanted to make the uh, Zero to ASIC course more affordable and I'm also working with Tiny Tape Out to continue to lower the barrier to entry to get more people involved, to get more creativity uh, in this region, in this space. And so if you want to support me and, you, and $650 is affordable, then buy a ticket for yourself or for somebody else. And if you're not able to afford the course and you want to come on the course, then I'm pleased to announce that this year we're launching a grant for the Zero to ASIC course. And if you go and check on this page on the website, you can find out how to apply for it. So I just want to close out this video by saying thanks. Thanks to all the people that have supported me. Thanks if you've come on the course, if you took part in Tiny Tape Out. I really appreciate your support. It's amazing to be able to do this work full time and be focused on the world of open source EDA. Thanks to everyone who's put time and energy into the open source tooling. I know it can be a bit of an uphill battle and you're constantly having to deal with um, pull requests and moderation. And I just want you to know that I appreciate the work that you're doing and my success is depending on your work. So thank you. I feel really lucky to be in my position and grateful for all the support that I've received over 2022. So I look forward to a really successful 2023 and I wish you all the best. Thank you.